cave without it. I'll be there with the hammers of justice. And make no mistake, I will fucking kill you. It's not who I am underneath, but what I do. God, now you want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts. Let's dance, bozo. Hello and welcome to Gotham City Limits, your premier podcast for all things Batman. He is Vengeance, he is the Knight, I'm M, and that's Autumn. No, it's not. It's not Autumn, damn right, shit. Autumn couldn't make it, so we got a ringer. <laughs> yeah, we got me in. I was Everyone's just favorite DM. ringer, Batman expert, Jackson Tyler from normalmapping.com. Welcome. Yeah, I've seen... Four episodes of uh, the Batman the Animated Series now. <laughs> it's mostly better than these two episodes. I'm not going to lie; they seem better usually. Like I've seen, I've seen Mark the Phantasm. That's a great movie. That is a yeah. classic work of cinema. Love it. Uh, and then I've like occasionally said, "Oh, should I watch Batman the Animated Series?" But then I got into anime, and it kind of killed my drive to ever do that. And he did this without me, and now I'm free from ever having to uh, watch Batman the Animated Series as a project. That's right. I have come in this week. Yeah, Autumn's busy. Uh, she'll be back next week. We intend to record next week. So, you know, that's it. Uh, yeah, I was like, these episodes, I'm not going to tell you. They're, they're not that much to write home about. And you wouldn't want to talk about them a week well, after. Yeah, that was the thing. Them. I was like, oh, I'd already watched them when we found out Autumn couldn't do it. And I was, and you were like, oh, I'll come in. I was like, oh, yeah, oh. sure. Watch these two. Here we go. Yeah. I so just like, get oh, go ahead. I was just offering it away. I was like, I don't know if me coming in not knowing anything will be a good idea. And then you said, no, I'll be fine. Let's go. So it will, it will be fine. Our first episode this week is Avatar, the 69th nice episode of Batman nice. Animated Series, uh, written by Michael Reeves, directed by Kevin Altieri. This uh, animation by Studio Junio. This aired May 9th, 1994. You were alive for that, right? I was alive. Yeah, I've been okay. alive for six whole months. Yeah, damn. Uh, Jackson, what happens in this episode? Uh, so have you seen Indiana Jones? Yes. Yeah, well, they do that. Uh, so, Bruce has uh, like this philanthropic museum where an ancient Egyptian scroll has come to rest, and he is uh, a custodian of it. But it is stolen by Rajal Ghul, um, and he chases Rajal Ghul to Egypt, uh, and they find the other half of the scroll, which is in the, this like secret tomb of an ancient Egyptian queen who was like immortal and knew the secrets of life and death, which Rajal Ghul is very uh, keen to know, considering he apparently died a few episodes ago. And uh, yeah, he should be dead. But you know, he has he literally has a pit that brings him back to life over and over again. But it works. Every plot of Batman is all. Oh, I don't know how many more times I can use the Lazarus Pit. It's been that way for fifty years. Uh, I would not be so surprised to see Rajal Gould again because um, he's always back. It, that's his one thing. That's his thing is not dying. Yes. Um, and so uh, Bruce and Talia basically are on his on his trail, uh, trying to see what's going to happen there. Uh, there's a little bit of tension between Talia and Bruce, and Talia's like, "I'll I'll always stay with you, beloved." But he is, you know, my dad and everything, and you do just keep trying to beat him up. Uh, there are a series of completely pointless action scenes. As like what they're doing is the classic Indiana Jones style plot of the uneasy alliance between 
the like rich guy and the hero as they go in to find the treasure, but you know That's the rich guy's gonna plots. Yes. <laughs> I know, but like they then just like break it up with Batman fights where they both fight and then they just both come to the same point and talk anyway. Why isn't Raj leading Bruce to the treasure? I don't understand. Doesn't make any sense. Anyway, uh he resurrects the queen. He's like Oh, tell me tell me all your secrets and the queen brings him into her like weird pit and is going to absorb him and take all his life force for her uh, but Talia like s- saves him and he's like all drained of his energy uh, Batman beats her up the whole pyramid tomb it's not really a pyramid but the secret tomb explodes uh, and as they are taking Rachel back to Gotham to the authorities Talia betrays Bruce and is like he's my dad I'm not letting you take him back to prison and uh, goes off with his dad with her dad uh, but the one like um, <laughs> hedgeman who Batman saved earlier in a cool guy way throws back some water as Batman's waiting in the desert. Uh, that's the end of the episode. Oh yeah, Ubu. Uh, he's famous uh, racist henchman of Ra's al Ghul. He's in every episode with Ra's. So well, there is a bit at the start where he's breaking in to steal a thing, and then Batman just says, oh, "It's Ubu," and I'm like, "Who the fuck is Ubu? What he's?" Ra's al Ghul's infamously racist henchman. Yeah, that's Ubu. Okay, well, because he just says that like I'm meant to know who that is. Yeah, uh, and obviously I haven't watched enough Batman to know who that is. Um, a couple things. One, I don't think that uh. Batman has jurisdiction to arrest Ra's al Ghul. I don't even think he's an American citizen. I mean, but Batman doesn't need jurisdiction. But he's he's arrested. Who's he going to take him to? What law has he broken? Um, he's taking him to Gotham to arrest him for breaking into the museum. Does the does the U.S. government have jurisdiction against whatever nationality Ra's al Ghul is? Um, well, if he's. Eat- Inf- that's a like, problem for later like immortal immortal rich guy with a league of assassins i don't know i don't know but um batman doesn't need jurisdiction he's fucking batman yeah i feel like uh arresting ra's al ghul's like the stupidest possible capper on this uh last time we saw them they were fucking sword fighting on the edge of like an apocalypse device oh that sounds like a way better episode it was a way better episode. <laughs> <laughs> this, this was not a great episode it was it was fine uh yeah i mean my main takeaway was that like this should be an episode about how batman and raja gore the kind of like homies uh, who both want to like see the treasure, but Radical can't stop himself, and Bruce has the noble way or whatever. Uh, yes, but they keep putting in like fights along the way that would ruin that arc for some reason. Um, yeah, and so it just felt a little haphazardly structured. I guess is my reaction. Also, this is um, this is I th- unless you count the Lazarus pitch, which I'm willing to like chalk up to like unknown science. This is the first truly supernatural thing that has happened in the show. Um, okay, sure. I mean, the Lazarus, the Lazarus Pit does bring people back from the dead. I yeah, I know. But you can be like, oh, it's some weird chemical nobody understands, right? I guess you can. This is a this is a mummy ghost. This is a mummy ghost. This is literally a mummy ghost. It's like the the mummy, the animal. Who, who then like who then says, "I am Legion," like it's a biblical ghost, which is yeah. stupid. Don't mix your metaphors like that. Uh, who's also voiced by Michelle Nichols? Uh, Rip. Yep, that's a little racist, but sure. Go ahead, guys. Um, it's, uh, it's just weird. Um, I think it's like, it's weird cause it trades in like a bunch of like Egyptomania, mummy, iconography, bullshit. Um, but there's DC guys who could be this. <laughs> My thing watching this is like, why isn't this about Razo Ghul really wants to get into the tower of fate? If you don't know, Dr. Fate's a really mystical. He's like, kind of like Dr. Strange, but if he was like a fucking cop who mostly was like a helmet that you put on that made you Dr. Fate and various stupid, uh, 
uh, what I want. Um, who's the guy? Archaeologist guys end up fighting the Fate Helmet and becoming Doctor Fate through time. Um, um, I googled Doctor Fate and just got a bunch of Pierce Brosnan. So yes, he's pretty, he's Doctor Fate is in the Black Adam movie as Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> Seeing modern day old ass Pierce Brosnan in a fucking DC, you know, the cape and the I'm going to be doing some CG fight scene situation is very funny. Yeah. How is this movie not? How do they fuck it up? Because look at this shit. <laughs> Pierce Brosnan, 70 years old, is getting in a cape to fight the rock. The, the hierarchy of power is about to change indeed. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, um, you could do this without the without the one-off Egyptian mummy ghost that you don't need. Like you could inter- if you're gonna introduce part of our complaints, this is why I was like, I was gonna be a little weird to talk about this. Part of our complaints recently is that Batman is like stretched the metaphor of like grounded noir guy as far as he can go to the point of breaking basically it happened like 10 episodes ago and we've just been meandering waiting for something else to show up ever since and they finally put a fucking weird magic thing in it and it's a one-off and you have guys yeah i mean th- it definitely felt like coming in this late to this show to watch these couple episodes definitely felt very strange in that like i know this is a classic show and i know what it looks like i've seen enough of it to know like the art deco noir stylings of a batman the animated series episode and it's still that like he's Bruce Wayne still dresses like that right and the aesthetic is still that but then he goes to this this on this like Egyptology quest uh which is similar era right that's still pulling from early uh 20th century stuff um but the vibes are so weird it's off it's really strange yeah um there's a bit in this episode (laughs) where uh Batman says to Talia the only thing me and Roz have ever agreed upon is our feelings about you uh to which weird, i'm like batman this is the lady you're plowing like what are you talking about i don't know in which direction it's the weirdest but i don't like thinking about it. i don't know considering i don't have to rotate this line in my mind what a weird thing to say yeah like your dad that you constantly try to kill and usurp but also you're going to defend regardless versus the guy who like canonically is going to be you're going to have a kid and that kid's going to be the best new batman character of the 21st century right like I mean, they, don't, gonna, they don't know that yeah i know i know born. but like talia ghoul is is in many ways like it's her catwoman is like batman's like main romantic interests you yes. can't say me and your father care about you the same way <laughs> you just um, can't I, I thought the the like portrayal of Roger was so strange in this because like he he doesn't have, I didn't understand why other than the fact that Batman's like a stick in the mud guy that believes in the law because that's his his entire uh, belief of how he like gives himself self worth it's like known Batman thing and yeah the law is like more abstract I didn't, you know I just said what laws has he broken but abstractly <laughs> that's the thing that Batman cares about um, yeah. he did try to kill most of humanity last time we saw him. Okay, that makes more sense because in this, I'm like, they just seem like bros. They're both like old guys with these curiosities. They're both rich. They're both other class guys, and they just enjoy this together. Yeah. Ross's thing is that he wants to basically do like a ecoterrorism, race most of humanity to save the earth kind of thing. Yeah, um, wants to do that. Steve. And Batman, yeah. like, kind of like has spent multiple episodes and just like multiple comics that they're pulling from, just kind of hanging out, like maybe being the guy who's going to inherit all of Ross's stuff, and then realizing, oh, this guy's too evil. I can't do it. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, so so I, he I, is like he is like his, Roz's weird adoptive son in in ways, right? It just felt like I could I could tell that just watching this yes. and the few things I knew I could tell that, but the writing just didn't want to like talk about it. No, uh, it wanted to put, push them as like rivals for Talia's affection, which is first of all weird. It's, it's like, fucking Talia's, weird. 
Talia should have been should have had more agency in this episode. Uh, she just does nothing. She gets there's a whole bit where they get trapped in glass and it acts like oh they could die. And then Batman just reveals he's got like a glass shattering hypersonic device. I'm like, could you not have used that an hour ago, Batman? <laughs> like, what were you waiting for? <laughs> just 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 baffling TV plot stuff. Um, yeah, it felt like a bit of a hokey episode. I I, I you know have not super familiar with what the competition is, but I would be shocked if this was in the upper half of Batman episodes. It is not. Honestly, lately it's just been all bummers. We're we're at the end of like, you know, they got the renewal and these episodes are not as good. <laughs> they 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 came in, they did the thing they wanted to do, and now it's like, well, we we did we told the stories with the villains and we're not gonna like invent new villains. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It was, a, it was a it was a strange episode. I did not love it. Yeah, uh, that's it. Uh, next episode is House and Garden, uh, the seventieth episode. This is written by Paul Dini. <laughs> He's who we can blame for this. Uh, directed by Boyd Kirkland. Uh, animation by Dong Yang Animation Co. Limited. This aired May second, nineteen ninety four. What happens in this episode? <laughs> so, uh, in this episode, uh, someone is assassinated. Well, not is poisoning uh, wealthy single like bachelors in the city uh with a weird plant virus and so everyone's like right go to poison ivy's house it's her it's her it's obviously her uh they go to poison ivy's house but she's happily married now with uh one of the like um arkham criminologists that helped her and she got released and she's got a comfortable life batman like with with, she's like adopted she's got she's got stepkids now because that guy's got children Yeah, he's got two sons that have been adopted and uh, she's living this life and Batman tails her and can't see anything that's wrong because she's just living her life. But he's like, it must be her, it must be her. Uh, and then there's like weird stuff around the dad as well. And then like the kids, uh, they were sons, but they but when I met them, they were two girls. So something's going on with that family and they, like Batman and Robin go and uh, go to the plant house to figure out what's going on. They find a secret basement and realize that... Um, she is growing plant DNA human hybrids uh, that only live for a few days and they start as kids uh, and they grow into her husband and then they become the weird monsters that attack people and then uh, they die. Um, and she's like, I did want a family, but it was a fucked up evil family. Ha <laughs> uh, And then reveals that the one they've been fighting was also a clone of herself that she made and dies and she's gone off into the night with her uh the stuff she's stolen from these men and is now set up to be a criminal once again in the show. Um, and that's the end of the episode. It's fucking terrible. Uh, Poison Ivy going... Poison Ivy's always been a weird character because, like, she's generally right about... She's got the Rosal Ghoul problem. It's like, oh, I, I want to, like, save the planet and uh, the things I'm doing are mostly attacking corporations who are poisoning the planet. And Batman's like, well, I gotta stop you. Um, <laughs> but now <laughs> but now that she's infertile, she's got, like, woman madness. <laughs> Yes, she's got woman madness. She needs she needs children and she needs progeny in the you know how women want, you know how women love to be fertile and have kids. Um and it's just like this overriding whatever character she had before that I don't yes, know. Yes, it's just made her a trad wife. Last we saw her she's fucking hanging out with uh with Harley Quinn, giving her inoculations so they can hang around their underwear together, you know? Like we've already had that episode. It it was weird in two ways because uh, like on the one hand um, I'm annoyed that like, why is this vision of happiness the most like boring trad, uh, <laughs> you know, two kids, boring husbands, 
wow, it's like straight up Stepford Wives shit. Like, yeah, she's on the Stepford Wives. First of all, why is that the vision of her of her happiness? And then second of all, when they like break that, why is she then evil again? Like, it, both both sides of it disappoint me. I like, uh, I'm not happy when I'm like, oh, good thing she didn't actually want a, a trad life because then it's just like, oh, now she's evil. What a stupid woman. Batman was right that this woman was evil all along, and that stuff all sucked on both on, like on both sides. It was unpleasant. I didn't like it. That was just like too much weird misogyny throughout this episode. Uh, yeah, it's uh fucking weird. I was watching this and I was like, um, because I've talked to you about Harley Quinn, the Harley Quinn show. Yeah, enough yeah the to Harley Quinn show. That seems great. This when, Joker yeah. has this plot where he gives up being the Joker and fucking marries a, a normal person who has kids and just becomes like a parent. Right. Yes. <laughs> it's done with such like sympathy for what that looks like um the 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 fact that it doesn't actually change who that person is he's still the joker he's still capable of violence but the way it's transformed by having a different context by which he does it um and and batman being skeptical and a cop and everyone chiding him for ske- being skeptical and being a cop and also that's a show where like poison ivy's given so much more runway than the show has to be right about things and doubt and feel weird and not be like Paul Dini, like, if she can't have kids, it would drive her insane. <laughs> but, like, she, what? Her kids are all dying. She's not having kids. She's having, like, spawn the yes. last five days. And it doesn't, at no point is it, like, the tragedy of this is that because I can't have kids, the thing I've replaced it with just brings me grief because I'm making things that can only have a short lifespan. The, the thing about this um, is she's already shown as making plant people and, like, plant monsters that last longer and that she has affection for this isn't different than her other her normal mo um right but so it's like, just like why this time is it like oh these these have to look like people and they look like fucking leave it to beaver household and this is what the, my life now <laughs> it's yeah it's just weird and especially with like she, she she's like oh then they turn into my uh disposable henchmen and i'm like isn't the whole thing that you wanted you went crazy because you couldn't have kids because you like wanted you know to be a mother. Shouldn't you care about the like? Why is she? Why doesn't she care about the lives of the people that she has gone completely like woman crazy in Paldini's eyes to birth? Right, like yes. those two things don't line up. She's, either she is driven mad by this need to have like fulfill her womanhood by becoming a like parent, which is already loaded and bad. But then she doesn't even care about the kids she got. They're just like weapons to her. They're disposable. They mean nothing. She has a clone of herself that dies and doesn't seem to care about it. Like there's yeah. no value of life in this episode. It's all about how being a mother drives you mad. So I'm like, what the Paul, you've got some issues, dude. Yes. Um, does it make it better or worse? And I know the answer already. Uh, this is the last Poison Ivy appearance in Batman the Animated Series, basically. But why would you do this? <laughs> the whole point is <laughs> What? Significantly what? Because the yes. entire fucking point of this episode is now that she can be like, you've reset the. Th- yeah, this happens in comics all the time. A thing happens, then a really stupid thing happens to erase it, but at least you're back to the old status quo and you can tell stories with the character in that dynamic again. But no, apparently you cannot be doing that because the show's over. Stupid. Yeah, she has, like, she has like a little cameo in a future episode uh, with a new redesign, but that's it. Like, this is her last speaking role, not a character. What? Did they did they just not know how long they're going to get orders for? Did they not no, know that no, Superman was about so. to? No. Okay. But like, Poison yeah. Ivy is genuinely the worst treated character in Batman Animated Series. Every time she shows up, I'm just like mad about it. I didn't realize I even had enough opinions about Poison Ivy to care, but they've just consistently made me mad about the ways in which they are just like ag- aggressively sexist towards her. Yeah, it's so strange because like 
from the experience I have had with Poison Ivy in various Batman things as a very casual fan, it's it's mostly been the like she's the horny plant lady that barely wears any clothes type stuff, just very surface level. Arkham Asylum. You're talking uh, about Arkham, Arkham Asylum. Asylum. I'm talking about Arkham Asylum. <laughs> yes. But also I'm talking about um uh, Batman and Robin, which is oh, better yeah, yeah. and like it does this for like more of a campy humor, right? Yes. Uh, yes, yes, yes. More knowing there. Uh, yeah. but it's still like I'm the sexy temptress. Yeah, it's weird because, like, that's her original thing. But, like, the last 30 years, ever since, like, this show happened, it's been she's uh, Ivy's, like, or she's Harley's, like, you know, stick-in-the-mud girlfriend. Yeah. Um, Which, like, there's clearly a much better thing. Because, like, pivoting her to this, this, oh, actually, I wanted a trad family uh, disposition thing is so so weird. And then, why why can't Batman... Surely it would make more sense to have Batman want to believe her. Yes. He, he, like, doesn't wouldn't Batman be really invested in the idea that like I fought someone, they went to Arkham, and they came out my vision of better, and yes. then her ending would then be like disproving Batman's vision of like fixing people. Or you uh, could even just have an idea. episode where Dick Grayson's like, "This is what you want. You want them to reform and be normal people." And Batman's like, right. "For some reason, I I just I'm so used to it." You know, you could have an episode about Batman realizing he can't let go of his perception of what a criminal is. Yeah, and that's right on the table. It's clearly more interesting than whatever the fuck's going on with, uh, with Poison Ivy. Not yeah. Um, uh, and, like, the episode just ends up not... It just leaves it there and doesn't really engage with it when it's obviously the thing that's more interesting about this episode. And I know that this series does things like that. Like, I've watched the movie. The movie's all about Bruce's weird, like, ob- obsession with how he views Batman and other criminals and his role, right? Like, I'm, I know this team has those kind of questions in them, but this episode, for some reason, uh, is all about uh ivy's weird mother madness yeah um it's rough uh notable thing in this episode uh two things but we'll do one at a time um first off uh there's a bit where bruce is in like a fucking like high-waisted pants that don't match his coat version of his outfit in this episode yes uh that is so goofy to me i love it He looks like a grandpa. He just has grandpa vibes. The animated series Bruce is just so distinct to me because it doesn't look like Bruce Wayne at all to my mind. As someone who didn't watch this as a kid. Okay. My Bruce Wayne visions are all like detected by the movies and some comics. This is this is like many times this is my canonical Bruce Wayne, but it's weird because like rewatching it, I realize how much I've projected onto like my memory of it that isn't in the show. He's a giant man. He's like a beast. He's a giant man. Yes. Um, and it works in this show, but it just like he just seems outside of reality in a like as Bruce in a way that I don't associate with how like Bruce Wayne works as like a socialite, right? Yes. Um it is a d- different vision of uh how Bruce Wayne interacts. Yes. Um, I do love his goofy massive suits, but yeah. Um, and then most importantly, uh, the amazing sequence in which, uh, Batman cock blocks Dick Grayson, just utterly just destroyed. (laughs) Absolutely destroyed. He's got, he's got a girl lined up. She's like into him. And then he he has to get to the phone. It's, it's Bruce calling him for Batman shit. And so he has to like talk circumspectly, but it makes it sound like he's got a call from another girl and she just barges out of the room. Like it's fucking Betty and Veronica comic. Yes. Um, which is just good. That's just classic. That's just great stuff. Um, there has not been Mike. I have an internal complaint that Dick Grayson's wasted in the show. So it's nice to see him get something that's fun. Uh, there's a bit where he's like, I'm glad the plant monster fist uses his fist and didn't poison me <laughs> when Bruce rescues him. Um, and then also a scene know. where, where he, I'll go. What? 
they don't know how funny yeah. they're being. And there's also a bit where um he he's like it, he like look he's like looking through a second story window and just does like six unnecessary circus flips to get down from the building. <laughs> yeah, he does do that. It's really funny. It's it's good. I'm so ready for them to fucking get rid of this guy and get Nightwing in, even though their Nightwing sucks. Um, it's something at least. I know you like you really like Dick Grayson. So I do. It's a shame. This version yeah. of the Dick Grayson. I realized why as a kid I didn't like Dick Grayson when I started reading comics. I was like, this is the coolest guy that's ever lived. <laughs> uh, he's a little bit of like a square lamo in this. Episode. Yes, in a show where everyone is a cop and square, he might somehow ends up being the most one of those. Um, he's just got real like fucking Johnny Quest vibes most of the time. <laughs> yeah. Whereas like Dick's whole thing is being like, what if Batman could be adjusted and normal and fun? Yes. Um. Yeah. It's 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 weird. I I I really really like the shot though early on where the the kids see the Batmobile and they're like is batman here has batman come to our house um and there's just like a shot because he comes in with gordon and like it's you know classic police interrogation scene gordon's on the uh sofa across the way from the um the the like ivy and her fake husband uh and like just batman's just standing behind the sofa like lurking yes um, i love whenever you do it's it's you know batman cop vision but uh you have to draw a very normal police scene from a police show but batman yes. standing there yes. always great yeah just visiting you in the middle of the day in the suburbs here's batman yeah it's the detective batman he showed up because i knew he was here because his car was here incredibly yeah. incredible um anything else not particularly uh yeah no loaded episode bad yeah, bad. uh pull what's going on with that uh next week we'll be watching the terrible trio uh which paul or bruce tim considers to be the worst episode of batman the Amid series okay so there you go and harley quinn cade uh which i don't actually remember what this one's about but it's about harley quinn so it can't be too bad um oh this is this is batman harley 48 hours that's gonna be good it's gonna be a good episode wait like in a fucking like as in as in like joker's got a plan and he needs harley's help to stop the joker breaks Excellent. out of prison to help him <laughs> let's go <laughs> yes holly being um put upon and annoyed that she has to keep helping all these people that want to follow the law and they're like oh so you're calling and she's like leave me alone is oh, always a dynamic i love <laughs> <laughs> yes um all right we will be back next week with that probably i think that's the plan um but uh as usual we air most mondays at exportaudio slash batman you get the week early by joining the patreon i don't autumn does that release schedule i don't know lately with us being kind of sporadic because uh autumn and nora had covid things have been weird um if uh those are coming out day and date but usually it's a week early and then you get it on the free feed after that uh but you should give export your fucking money uh because they put out a bunch of great shows uh there's a ton of them please listen to pardon my franchise uh and be confused as to what the fuck the highlander series is because i don't i don't know i've never seen it and when they explain it i'm like this sounds so dumb well yeah i remember a time in my life where the highlander franchise was like people liked it it was like oh this is like a weird it's got a bunch of mystical stuff and it's got some action and there's cool guys with swords there's that tv show that ran for like eight thousand episodes um and it just seems so bad <laughs> um yeah that checks out I, I it's like, know it's like it. the, the shit people were into before they realized like toku existed right one of those kind of shows yeah i know it as like 
series that 80s people whose tastes I always judged completely out of hand really liked. So I yes. always assumed Highlander was terrible. Yeah, um, no, me too. But me then, like, rude, but. but like, I, I was like, when I watched Conan the Barbarian, which I saw in my 20s, because I was also like, why would anyone watch that? It's like one of the fucking best movies ever made. <laughs> Yeah, but Conan the Barbarian is from the 70s, and this but, is from 1986. So. Fair enough. Fair enough. You're not wrong. Uh, but yeah, check their stuff out. It's very good. Um, Ornate Sterile is coming back this week, and I can't be more excited. Finally! Um, yes. Uh, Jackson, plugs. Uh, yeah, uh, you can find me at headfallsoff on Twitter.com uh, and wherever sites may be existing at any given point. Uh, you can find the podcast that I do uh, with M. Other than crashing export audio to do this one uh, at abnormalmapping.com. You have an export uh, podcast. But I do have an export podcast, which is uh, Anomalous Readings with Nora. We do sci-fi books. We're about to record in a couple of weeks on um, Roadside Picnic, the uh, 1967, is it late 60s? I assume the book came out a couple of years before the movie. The movie 73, Stalker. Uh, I do not know. But the Stalker was based on... Um, from Soviet Union in that time, classic uh, Soviet sci-fi uh, that everyone loves. That movie, one of the best movies, and I know people seem to like the book, uh, not necessarily more, but definitely in different and more interesting ways. Sometimes, yep, they both are classics of sci-fi. So I'm very excited. Yeah, I like the book. Uh, I think I like the movie more, but the book's pretty good. Uh, the movie's one of the best movies ever made. So yeah, it's really different. My thing with the my thing with the book was I was like, I would like to just hang out with these people going through the zone more i would like more of the logistic i want the slice of life of the zone i know this exists i can watch that uh that anime or that light novel series yeah but you'll this. be annoyed that it's not as good you'll be like yeah. oh it doesn't actually care about the sci-fi as much why are the girls not why are the girl kissing but why are the girls like why is it going through yuri tropes when it could be explaining to me the logic of the zone in intense detail <laughs> i could get if i could read the light novel i'd probably get both the anime i bet it's more one or the other but True. If it was a visual novel, they'd break out the graphs. I don't want the graphs. The graphs are too far. You break out the graphs, you lose me. You know the rules. <laughs> There's the rules. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at em underscore being. Uh, you can support me and Jackson at patreon.com slash normal mapping. Um, it's good. Give us uh, $5. We're about to watch Pretty Woman in like a week. Uh, and $5 to get your episode about that. That's going to be wild. Let's hope it's uh, better about its portrayal of women than uh, these episodes of Batman were. Um, I guess it won't be that hard, but then this is also a '90s movie that, so it can go fucking any direction. It's '90s, yeah. or is it '80s? I do not. I think it's '80s. Pretty sure it's '80s. All right. Well, then uh, it's not looking good. Anyway, until next time. Buttons hit. Hello and welcome to. Uh, no, I fucking. You've got a whole have... fucking thing, you idiots! I know. Uh, I almost said awesome Goku. <laughs> That's the <laughs> fucked up part. Oh, you can cut this out and move it to the end or whatever. I don't care. Um, oh, Autumn's editing, so we can actually say whatever yeah. the fuck we want. Yeah. Okay. Um, hello and welcome. To... I almost said it again. No. <laughs> This is my intro. Here's the thing is I'm just fucked up because it's you. Anyway. <laughs>